What's up, ladies and gents? We back in this motherfucker for another episode with your boy. Uh, today I wanted to tackle something I frequently talk about. You guys know I'm a nerd when it comes to this music and this hip-hop shit. I just wanted to drop my top five list. I feel like everyone that does a podcast that um is interested in the same things as me at some point does their top five, te- top ten list. I need mine out there, so here we go. We're going to start at number five. Number five, contrary to popular belief. I got Notorious B.I.G. Biggie Smalls. Now, a lot of people put Biggie pretty high up. Um, and number five is pretty high. Uh, but my brother, my little brother Milo Upchurch, shout out to my brother. He said something to me that I, I can't argue with and it's hard to argue against. Yes, it's not Biggie's fault, but how do you put a guy that really only has two albums and they're two classics, don't get me wrong. How do you put him over certain other guys in this in this case we we're talking about above Kendrick? And I'm going to tell you why I put him above Kendrick. Sometimes I flip-flop. Sometimes five is Kendrick. Sometimes it's Biggie. Today it's Biggie. I'm going to explain to you the reason why I got him above. Kendrick Lamar got some great albums. You could say three classics in a row, four classics in a row. I say it's three, but whatever. I understand if you would call damn a classic. Let's not get it twisted. Not one album Kendrick Lamar has made is as good as Ready to Die. And a lot of times when we're talking about who's the greatest or who's the best, we're seeing this in basketball now. People try to create the argument for LeBron and say, oh, well, he's been great for so long. Since when is that what we're talking about? We know what we're asking. You know when you say who's the goal or who's the greatest, you're asking who at their best when they were dominating the game was the best. And I'm telling you, Biggie's best work is better than Kendrick's best work. I love Kendrick. That's my nigga. But we got to be real. Moving on to number four, Mr. Nazir Jones, Nas. Controversial to some to have Nas above Biggie. I understand. But Nas has Illmatic. <laughs> and he followed it up with it was written, another classic. I am, you can argue, is a classic. God's Son, in my opinion, is a classic. The Lost Tapes for sure is a classic. So to some, you can't say the nigga has around four to five classics. I'm going to say he has three guaranteed. Lost Tapes, Illmatic, it was written. And the man was 17 years old, if I'm if if I'm not mistaken, when he dropped Illmatic. In terms of storytelling, lyricism, flat out ability, Nazir Jones, one of the greatest we ever seen, to put him underwear anywhere under the top five is blasphemous, in my humble opinion. So we got him clocking in at number four. Number three, and this is gonna be the most controversial one. Niggas gonna be mad. It has to be Andre 3000. One half of the greatest rap group, rap duo, Wu-Tang, whoever you want to include, Outkast, greatest group in rap history, Andre 3000 is the reason for that. Shout out to Big Boy. I'm not going to disrespect the legend. When we talk about album making and song making, there's very few people who equate to Andre 3000. The first three Outkast albums, he shines on. And they're all classic. Southern Playlistic, classic. AT Aliens, classic. Equimini, classic. And his famous quote, the South got something to say. Previous to this, yes, there were Southern rappers who were nice, Scarface and such. But Andre put these niggas on the map. He is a pillar of hip-hop. Everyone in your top five when you're making these lists should be folks who are pillars of hip-hop, meaning you can't tell this story, the story of rap, without including this person. 
They represented a time period. They represented people. And a lot of times they represented hope. You can't just be in the top five because you make good music, homie. Oh, fuck that. It's a little more than that. So Andre 3000, undoubtedly, is top five. I got him in the top three. I understand if you may have had Nas and Biggie in front of him, but fuck it. I got Andre. Number two, who else but Ho? Mr. Sean Carter, Mr. Jay-Z. Now, when we talk about longevity, he is the LeBron James of rap. Pure greatness, time and time again. Reasonable doubt, top three rap album, at the least, at the least, we talk about Illmatic, bitch-ass nigga, Reasonable Doubt is right there. Volume one and volume two, very solid. The Blueprint is a classic. And then when you talk about influence, which all these rappers in the top five have a tremendous amount of, you hear their styles, their flows, and other rappers. Andre 3000, his, big influ- or his biggest person that influ- or looks up to him will probably be Kendrick. Nas, we see a lot of J. Cole and Nas, or Nas and J. Cole, Biggie, a litany of rappers rap just like him. But Hove, every single nigga wants to be like Jay-Z. I was talking to the homie Michael Bivens at, at Valley Huss, or Viva La Huss, I believe. Shout out to my nigga. And we are talking about it. He has Hove as the GOAT, understandable. And he says it's because if we're talking like measurements, Grammys, album sales, longevity, all this shit. Hope checks every box. It's hard to argue with him. He got the classics. He has the influence. He has the wordplay. He has the punchlines. I'm not fucking with you niggas that disrespect Jay-Z. Yes, he may be an asshole. You know, niggas, niggas know I don't agree with people being billionaires. I think that's corny. Seems like a scumbag move, but fuck it. Jay-Z is number two and number one, and most importantly, <laughs> the only one that's not up for debate, rest in peace, the greatest to ever do it, Tupac Amaro Shakur. Now, this is what's going to piss me off about niggas. The disrespect that Tupac is opened up to is beyond me. He has the greatest stretch of three albums in rap history. Beginning with Me Against the World, the top five album rap history, in my opinion, is best. All Eyes on Me, which is a double disc of that shit. 27 songs of pure gold. 25, I'm sorry. And then released that week after his death. Maybe his most just pure, raw, gritty, grimy, pure lyricism, Machiavelli seven-day theory. In terms of influence, every great rapper today list them, list him as their number one, if not number one, one of their highest influence. Kendrick, we he featured him on the end of one of the Pimp Butterfly, one of his best albums. J. Cole raps about Pac all the time. Drake got fucking Tupac chains. I mean, let's cut the bullshit. This is the greatest nigga to ever do it. When you talk about somebody who represents people, who represent not just his time, but times after it, a lot of the atrocities and issues that we're facing today, he has bars for it. From 1996. He died in 96. Nigga, we in 2020. And nigga still quote Machiavelli. Still. Classics, nigga. And his folks on Twitter. 
I got a few friends. I'm not going to mention their name. With this bullshit. Oh, Tupac and Boring. I just can't get into him. Well, nigga, eat a dick. Ain't nothing boring. He's the greatest we ever seen. They got money for war but can't feed the poor. Fuck you talking about, nigga. It's Tupac. The greatest. Heated, but niggas know how I feel. I get a little defensive when it comes to him. But anyway, just to run back down my five greatest ever. Number five, we got clocking in Biggie Small, Detroit's B.I.G. Number four, we got Nazir Jones. Three, we got Andre. Two, we got Hovey Ho, Sean Carter. Number one, we got Machiavelli to nine. DM me, hit my phone, get in contact with your boy, give me some feedback, drop your top five. I may not know shit at the end of the day. Who knows? I might just be a crazy man yelling at my phone. Anyways, y'all have a good one. Nine minutes and five seconds. Thanks if you still tuned in. I appreciate you. Much love and prosperity.